Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Today on State of the World, Germany's China Dependence and Dilemma. Thanks for listening to State of the World from NPR. We bring you the day's most vital international stories up close where they're happening. It's Friday, December 22nd. I'm Greg Dixon. Chinese imports to Germany have grown sharply in the past year, and German companies are heavily invested in China. That is worrying economists and politicians inside Europe's largest economy. Germany's government has warned companies to decrease what they see as an unhealthy dependence on China. NPR's Rob Schmitz takes us to Germany's industrial heartland to see how business leaders are responding. The glowing finger at the end of a mechanical arm blazes across a ribbon of aluminum, welding holes in one of 2,000 ladder parts that will be constructed today at this assembly line run by the Munk Group in Günzburg, southern Germany. Factories like this one dot the landscape in rural Bavaria, home to hundreds of Mittelstand companies, private, family-owned enterprises that make up the backbone of Europe's largest economy. Ferdinand Munch's family has made ladders here for 120 years, long enough to know who's worth doing business with. We started doing business with China two decades ago. The German government encouraged us to cooperate with Chinese firms. They told us it would be a win-win scenario. 20 years later, the German government has changed its tune on China. At a national security strategy meeting this year, Foreign Minister Annalena Baerbock warned German companies the government would not bail them out if they're too heavily invested in China. The comment signaled a new strategy towards China called de-risking. The then foreign minister of China shot back, warning de-risking could mean de-opportunity, de-cooperation, de-stabilizing, and de-development. For CEO Ferdinand Munch, doing business with China became depressing. One day we placed a big order, paid for it up front, and they didn't deliver it. We flew to China, and when we got to the factory, everybody was gone. The company disappeared, and we never saw our money again. Munch now pays more for the peace of mind that comes with European suppliers that he trusts. Trust, whether it's over parts for a ladder factory or around national security, is at the heart of why CEOs and Western governments have distanced themselves, or de-risked, from China. But much of German industry has not bought into this. An hour south of the ladder factory, workers on another factory floor make steel cable. This factory is in the medieval town of Memmingen, and the company that makes these cables began making rope hundreds of years ago. 444 years. Gerhard Pfeiffer, CEO of Pfeiffer, traces his family's business back to 1579. We are among the uh, 20 oldest companies in Germany. Pfeiffer's steel cables help hold up SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. They're used to pull elevators to the top of the Burj Khalifa building in Dubai. And they're used in thousands of buildings in China, where Pfeiffer began doing business in 2004. Those visits to China in the early 2000s convinced Gerhard Pfeiffer the country was key to his company's future. And I'm till today, I'm convinced that avoiding contact with China is impossible. He says China is far too large to ignore, and he thinks most Western politicians misunderstand the country. Chinese behavior 
is much more linked to interests without a moral link. And this is absolutely necessary to understand. Pfeiffer sees the biggest gap in understanding during his country's official government visits to China. While the Chinese carefully lay out their interests to their German counterparts, says Pfeiffer, German representatives often, in his eyes, appear more eager to voice their Western-shaped moral judgments of the Chinese. We, with our foreign minister, we are going to China and we want to hold on a flag of morality, which is just crazy. Pfeiffer believes part of the disconnect is that, unlike the Chinese, Germany's government, made up of three parties, does not agree on the country's interests. And that's why he thinks German businesses are largely ignoring the official call to de-risk. Numbers seem to back this up. Last year, Chinese imports to Germany grew by 34 percent. And Germany's three largest automakers, Mercedes-Benz, BMW and Volkswagen, continue to sell more than a third of all their cars to the Chinese. At a recent event, the CEO of Mercedes-Benz said de-risking meant not reducing the company's presence in China, but increasing it. And this makes many German politicians who support de-risking nervous. To be honest, I would say for the German car industry, they are so heavily involved, so overinvestment in the Chinese market, I cannot see an economically feasible and viable way out for them. Norbert Rutgen is a member of Germany's parliament and former chair of the Bundestag's Committee on Foreign Affairs. He says Germany's past reliance on Russia for energy is a fraction of the dependency his country now has on China. If a conflict occurred and we would have to withdraw or would we would see counter sanctions from China against Germany, the damage would be disastrous and devastating for part of the German industry. But unlike his coalition partners, Chancellor Olaf Scholz does not seem to be placing the potential threat of China in the same bucket as that of Russia. A year ago, he was the first Western leader to visit Beijing after the global COVID pandemic, accompanied by a delegation of CEOs from Germany's biggest companies. De-risking was not on their agenda. So there's some disconnect between the political rhetoric that you see in Europe and in Germany right now, and that what entrepreneurs have been doing all along. Michael Schumann is chair of the German Federal Association for Economic Development and Foreign Trade. He blames a new political rhetoric aimed at China on the Green Party, which is hawkish on China and whose highest-ranking member, Annalena Baerbock, is Germany's foreign minister. He says the Greens' stance on China has been accepted by many in Germany's parliament. Quite a lot of members of parliament in Germany right now. They have very little knowledge about China. They've never been there. All they know is what they read in the media. Schumann says the real China experts in Germany can be found amongst the ranks of hundreds of German companies doing business in China on a daily basis. Companies like Gerhard Pfeiffer's construction business. Pfeiffer says the sentiment behind de-risking is a good one but it must come from understanding where the risks lie, something he thinks Germany's government has yet to grasp. Being sensitive to China is absolutely necessary. No doubt about that. But it does not, you know, if I start de-risking with getting less in contact, this is, from my understanding, the wrong way, because then I miss opportunities to understand China. And taking the time to understand China, says Pfeiffer, will help Germany de-risk from China. Rob Schmidt, NPR News, Memmingen, Germany.
That's the State of the World from NPR. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. Summer is for going to the movie theater because it's too hot to stay home. It's for driving with the windows down, listening to your favorite music. It's for stretching out while you're on vacation to gobble up a TV show. For a guide to some of the TV, movies, and music we are most excited about this summer, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Betterment. The emotional build of a will-they-won't-they love story is never chill, but your investing portfolio should be. Betterment is the investing app that lets you be totally chill about your finances. Their automated technology and tax-smart tools are easy to set up, so you can focus on navigating any will-they-won't-they love stories that come your way. Betterment. Be invested and totally chill. Learn more at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Support for NPR and the following message come from Sattva. Sattva luxury mattresses are every bit as elegant as the most expensive brands, but because they're sold online, they're about half the price. Visit slash NPR and save an additional $200.